listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information in this podcast is sufficient nor intended to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there's a lot to learn, so let's start the show. Happy New Year, happy decade, welcome back, and happy 40th birthday, 80s babies. Yes, this is the decade when we hit the big four. Oh, and it can be fabulous. We're going to make it fabulous. Guys, I missed you. I took a nice break. One of the things that I do is I have time off, the same time off as my kids have from school and my husband has from work, and I spent a good amount of time just with them reconnecting, catching up, doing fun things. We went up to Mount Baker for the first time ever, which is kind of crazy because we've lived in the area for almost 13 years. Um, but we did a family snowboarding lesson, spent the day out there playing in the snow, uh, which is definitely a very new thing for us. We're not cold weather people typically, but with a little research and a little planning, you can protect yourself from getting cold and wet and miserable. That's what we did. And we had a great time. I'm so looking forward to season two of the Purple Stethoscope. And the reason is because like anything, you learn a lot along the way, some things that you wouldn't do again, some things that you really want to incorporate. And some of what I did with my time off was really think about the vision for both the business, Divinity Health and Wellness, and the podcast. I sat and really pondered about the coming year, which I think a lot of us do. Um, The word that just kept dropping in my spirit was reclamation, reclamation, reclaiming. What are the things that maybe have been lost along the way in the pursuit of, you know, reaching these goals. We're some gold diggers out here. And I don't know about you guys, but I've reached a lot of my goals by the grace of God. And I want to make sure that I'm enjoying my life and I'm not just building up this life where I can say, yep, did that, did that, did that. But then I'm actually enjoying it, enjoying the relationships that I have, the people that are in my life, um, and really having an impact both within my circle of influence, that's my family, as well as the rest of the people that may see or run into me or, I don't know, listen to the Purple Stethoscope podcast. (laughs) And um, the word that just kept coming to me was uh, reclamation. And I began to make a list of things that I really want to reclaim, things that I maybe have been duped into believing weren't that great or weren't that important, that it turns out means something. And the first thing I'm starting with is joy, reclaiming joy. Why am I saying reclaim? Because I think at some point, all of us had joy. We're really joyful little people. Um, And then we learn to blunt our emotions because while toddlers may be very joyous people, they can also be very angry people. And so part of growing up and developing is learning how to, you know, kind of mellow out your feelings a little bit. So we're not crying or punching walls or something like that. I think in doing that though, um, whether we realize it or not, sometimes we kind of turn away from things that truly bring us joy 
because they're so simple. And uh, I'm going to go through some of those things to help us kind of reconnect with that place in us that really brings happiness and uh, bliss to our lives. Well, 80s babies can identify with this. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but when I was a kid, we used to play outside and getting up in the morning, like it was like, okay, how quickly can I get my chores done and just get outside and see where my friends are at or ride my bike or uh, ride the skateboard or go to the park and play basketball or my favorite thing, I was a... uh, I was going to say I was a special kid, but I think this is probably kind of normal for kids. I just like to run. I just like to run and feel the wind on my face, and it just made me happy. One of the things we do when we become adults, yeah, we can still run, but we got to have our Apple Watch, and we got to know what our, our, our pace is and our splits and what the elevation and all these little things that just suck the joy out of something so simple like running. I got to start off my day pretty cool this morning, um, testing out the double leash for my dogs, Blue and Evening, my beautiful Labradors. Um, Evening's two, Blue is three, and they're a handful. And like most dogs, they love to go on walks. And like some dog owners, I don't always look forward to walking them because they're a little hyper. (laughs) they're a little hyper especially my evening star she is just something else we had a great walk it was great fun um and just being out in the fresh air for no good reason but to just walk around with my puppies brought me so much joy. So while we're talking about reclaiming joy, let's talk about some activities that can bring us back to ourselves and back to feeling that sense of bliss. Playing outside, obviously, is a big one. Um, Purposeful park hopping is something that I started doing when we moved to this area because there's so many parks where I live, and there may be parks where you live, trails where you live, hikes where you live, little scenic lookouts where you can just go and spend time by yourself or with a good friend. Uh, There are apps that can show you where to find these places. And a lot of the times they're free. That was like a mind-blowing thing for me that I could just go and take in all this beauty for free. I'll put some links in the show notes so that you all can see the apps that I use and go ahead and meet us in the comments. Let us know if you use any specific apps or trail finders or, or how you play outside in a way that you don't look crazy, but you still get the fresh air, the grounding, the scenery, the reminder that We are not the be-all, end-all, that there's a creator of all this. And aren't you glad? I don't know about you, but I am so glad that I am not in control of the bigger picture of things because I can be fickle. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm sure um, there are times when that is really the anxiety-inducing thought is like, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And what brings me peace is going, 
girl, this world is going to keep on spinning whether you do or whether you don't. So getting outside is a huge part of reclaiming joy, playing outside, whether it's like me with your dogs, going for walks with a friend, going for walks by yourself. If you're like a reader and you sit inside and read, try taking your chair to the front porch or to the back. You know, if you don't have a porch or a balcony, just going somewhere like sitting on a public bench in a nice cool spot and reading outside. I love to practice yoga. I know y'all know. And sometimes I'll take my mat in the backyard and do my yoga outside. And it's just, it just takes it to a level that's hard to explain. Like um, when I do any kind of pose where I raise my arms and, you know, arch my back or look up, I'm literally looking at the clouds. I'm literally looking at the vastness uh, of this world that I get to live in. So let's talk about some personal things that you can do to help reclaim joy. A lot of times there's a little work that has to go into that, y'all. We have to figure out, uh, in the words of my favorite African proverb, don't look where you fell, look where you slipped. And a lot of times we're trying to pick up from where we fell without going back to where we slipped and saying, oh, that's where I lost that at. Quick story. Um, I'm a mother of three, right? After I had my third kid, I dealt with some severe postpartum depression. And when I say severe, I mean, I was hospitalized. I mean, it was bad. And it scared me so much to know that I could go through something so devastating. And I just spent some time like trying to figure out, okay, what happened to me? Where did I lose myself? And, um, One of the exercises I was doing was trying to fill out, uh, make a list of things that I like to do. And I think I was about 26 years old. I could not make a list of things I like to do. I was so lost in being a wife and being a mom and work and being a daughter and a sister. I couldn't even make a list of stuff I like to do. So I'm going to encourage you guys, especially those of you who really identify with, you know, maybe having lost your joy along the way, make a list of things that you enjoy doing. And there was a happy ending to that. Um, I really enjoyed sports. Uh, Volleyball was one of the sports, is one of the sports that I love. I ended up signing up for a city league and being on a volleyball team. And that was a way that I... Um, began the process of reclaiming my joy. Um, All right. Spending time alone. (laughs) For some people, this is an absolute necessity. Uh, My best friend is an only child and she needs her alone time like nobody I have ever met in my life. Uh, I am the fourth of five children and have never really been alone in my life. I mean, real story, I grew up in a house of seven. I'm the fourth of five kids. I had my daughter then moved out. So I had my daughter while I still lived at home, then moved out. So I never even had an apartment by myself. I never had one time in my life where I didn't have to share my space, my time, 
my energy. I, I never had time where I didn't have to consider another person. And spending time by yourself, especially when you've purposed to do so, is so beautiful. It's something that I would have never thought to do, um, except that I was starting to get kind of irritable, y'all. I was starting to snap at the people I loved and not be very kind to the people in my life. And it was like, okay, girl, what is this about? You need to get away um, and spend some time by yourself. And really what it was about was I felt like everybody in my life wanted something from me and nobody was giving anything back to me. And so what I had to do was give something back to myself. Hello, self-care. Um, I started going to get pedicures by myself and I'd sit in the massage chair and listen to a podcast or an audiobook or fall asleep. Y'all, I fall asleep. It's it's a thing. I started getting massages. Um, and you don't have to spend money to spend time alone. Um, getting outside by yourself, you know, going for some of these walks by yourself or or just doing things like packing up your lunch and spreading out a blanket and going and eating, you know, somewhere where you, you may not normally ever think of doing by yourself and just reclaim some of that joy. Hopefully you like yourself. <laughs> Hopefully you like yourself. I like myself and that it was a surprise to me because I didn't really like the person that I was being. Um, in my home, in my family. I didn't really like that girl. But when I got all by myself, got quiet, got some of that peace back, started doing things that I remembered I really once upon a time enjoyed doing. I really began to like myself again and was, I think I'm nicer to my family. I don't know. Some of my family might have to get back to me on that. <laughs> I'm trying, y'all. Another way you can reclaim your joy is in community. All right. Community is not your social media network. I repeat, the community I'm talking about is not your social media network. I think those kinds of communities have their place. Um, a lot of times I will call myself watching the internet. I'll be laughing at stuff and my brother's like, where are you looking at? I'm like, boy, I'm watching the internet. I'm reading these crazy memes or whatever. But that's not the kind of community I'm talking about. I'm talking about community that really requires you to participate. And that could be your family. It's uh, one way to really start is to look at how you interact with your family. How much time do you purpose to spend around your family? And what are you like in your family? What is your role or what do you think your reputation is and how you can maybe take a step back and determine the value and the worth of being a part of that community and then re-enter that community with that, um, realization that it's not something you have to do. It's something that you want to do. It's a community you want to be a part of. Friend groups, that is one that um, get. it's interesting for me. I have some amazing, incredible, authentic friendships 
love them so much. One of my frustrations, one of my ongoing frustrations is that my friend groups, like I feel like a lot of my friends don't get along with each other. And so one of the things that I was doing was scheduling time with individual friends. And then somebody else would be like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. And I'd be like, okay, let's get together. And next thing you know, I'm running here, I'm running there. And it really wasn't a community. It was like these one-on-one friendships, which I'm not knocking It can be really helpful to have a friend that you can go in with and go deep with one-on-one, but friend groups, that is another level of community that I have really, really enjoyed. Shout out to Sislana, shout out to LaShawn, shout out to Rushanda, my friends, uh, my beautiful, lovely, professional lady friends who we have so much in common. And it's so nice to just get together in a group, validate one another You know, a lot of times we feel so alone in what we're going through and that robs us of our joy. If you feel like nobody understands you, nobody is going through what you're going through, that's a real robber of joy because you start to look at people differently. But if you can schedule some time with a group, a common interest group, okay, so what I mean by that, it it could be uh, your church you know, or or a small group at your church, um, Bible study group. It could be, you know, a running club or, you know, a book club or just girlfriend's brunch. Hello. Just a community that you're part of, that you look forward to gathering with, people you're going to laugh with, learn with, and celebrate life as well as get real with. Big, big factor in joy is not going it alone. And I say that on the heels of spending time alone, um, which might sound funny or crazy, but there's a balance in that, you know? So nature, getting outside, playing outside, spending time alone, which again may require work. We may need to call in some therapists. I know a lot of wonderful psych mental health nurse practitioners and life coaches that make their living helping people sort through the kind of things that may prevent you from enjoying yourself, spending time with yourself. Um, A physical embodiment practice, like, you know, I, I guess that's kind of redundant, physical embodiment, an embodiment practice, like, I prefer yoga. I like walking. You might like something else that requires you to use your body in a way where you and your body have to work together. Um, A lot of times our body is just the soup that carries around all of the stuff in our mind. But really connecting with ourselves on a physical level can be so joyous. So yeah, find me on Twitter, on Instagram. I think I post on Instagram more than Twitter or Facebook, but find me at DataNP on any of those platforms and let me know how you are reclaiming your joy. Let us know like where you slipped, not just where you fell, but where you slipped. And I'm sure your feedback will help somebody else who is trying to Also, have a more joyful 2020. Um, 
All right, so I'm going to transition into some questions. Didn't do a ton of question and answer last year, um, but I am hoping that you all will talk back to me in the comments uh, and let me know what questions you have, what topics you want to hear, what kind of guests you would like to have on the show or have back on the show. But got a really um, good question. Uh, actually, two different people kind of ask things along the same line. So shout out to Aaron and shout out to Ellie. And they are both asking about burnout. So one is an RN student and one is a practicing RN, registered nurses, okay? And burnout, <laughs> listen... Burnout and nursing are kind of synonymous, but they don't have to be. You got to find out how to arrange your schedule in such a way that you don't burn out. And that's not always possible. Sometimes we just have to think of our work differently to avoid burnout. Um, but how do you overcome and prevent Burnout is the question. So let's start with overcoming burnout, okay? When you realize you are burnt out, the number one thing I think you have to do is not make any rash decisions. Once you realize that you're experiencing burnout, it is not the time to go applying for other jobs, it is not the time to break up with your partner, it's not the time to, you know, make any major decisions that are going to, you know, change your life, okay? It is time to rest. It is time to look at your schedule and figure out where you can carve out some serious rest time. Notice I'm saying time to rest. I'm not saying vacation. Why? Because I know how y'all do. You know, you plan these vacations and then you got an itinerary on your vacation that's just as busy as a day of work and then wonder why you're so tired when it's time to go back to work. Because you didn't rest, boo. So the first thing you have to do when you identify that you are burnt out or burning out is look at your schedule and carve out time for intentional rest. Another word for this is Sabbath. The idea of the Sabbath is that God created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested. And that formula works pretty well, whether you, you know, believe in God or believe the Bible or not. Having one day of work where you do not schedule anything is really an amazing thing to have built into your schedule. And I know somebody's probably like, how is that possible? Oh my gosh, a whole day. Yes, girl, a whole day. Maybe start with half a day if you can. Maybe there's a couple evenings a week that you don't schedule anything because that is your time to get the rest and the restoration that you need so that you can continue in the roles that you have chosen and the roles that have been assigned to you. So number one, identify your burnout, then you find the time that you rest. Now, a lot of us are so busy, we don't even know where we're going to find that time. You can go through your calendar and ask yourself, is this something that I have to do? So you may have to do some uncomfortable things like cancel plans with a friend. Like 
tell the family that you were going to visit that, you know what, actually you're not going to make it this weekend or what have you. There can be some uncomfortable things that happen, but burnout is very uncomfortable. It's more uncomfortable being burned out all the time. And I promise you, you will change. You will turn into somebody that you nor your loved ones recognize. (laughs) So burnout is more uncomfortable than saying, you know what, I've been burning the candle at both ends and I got to wipe my schedule this day and just rest. Promise you, you can do it. Your health will be better. Your immune system will be stronger and you'll be a nicer person. Okay. So that's the first thing that you do. The second thing that you do is you have to make boundaries, create boundaries and protect your peace. Okay. So you find time to rest, you create boundaries and you protect your peace. What does creating boundaries look like? It looks like do not disturb on your phone. It looks like, you know, um, once you've made a commitment to yourself, honoring that commitment to yourself. You don't have to explain things to people. I'm tired is two words. No is one word. Not picking up your phone is no words at all. You know, we, we're so accessible. Somebody texts you, you feel like you got to text them right back. You don't. You actually don't. You can take some time and create some boundaries in your life where nobody, uh, well, well, the people who know you and love you know not to mess with that time. I'm going to use my friend, Erin, as an example again. She goes to the gym every morning. I know this about her. If I get up, it's 8.30, or I look at the clock and it's 8.30, and I'm wondering where she's at, I know she's at the gym. I know it's her gym time, and I know not to ask her to make plans with me during that time, unless we're doing some physical words, me working out with her, because she has created that boundary, and I'm pretty sure... Everyone in her life knows that. Um, she's such a, you're such an inspiration to me, Erin. Uh, thank you for being so disciplined with your, your self-care because I've really learned from you. All right, so find time to rest, create boundaries, protect your peace. Um, protecting your peace, just to say a little bit on that, what does that look like? It looks like not arguing It looks like not engaging when people are are trying to engage you or, you know, clickbait is is another thing that can rattle your peace. You know, when, when things are beckoning you to come out of your peaceful place to, you know, spar with them, you just say, eh, no thanks. (laughs) I'm good right here. Okay. So that is um, what you can do, some things you can do to overcome burnout. When it comes to preventing burnout, this is a favorite of mine because I burned out and um, I don't ever want to be in that place again. And so I have implemented some ways to prevent burnout for myself. Um, So my day that I partake in the Sabbath, my rest day is Sunday. And Sundays you'll find me at church. My family and I go out to brunch after church on Sunday, and the rest of the day is kind of chill. You know, we we do talk about the week ahead at brunch. Uh, My mom, who lives with us, comes with us, my husband, my two boys, my daughter, if I can ever get her. She, you know, she lives in town, but not with us. She's grown, grown. And uh, 
you know, don't check for me on Sunday because I'm doing stuff with my family and chilling. All right. So, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So preventing it, preventing it for me, this is what it looks like every year. Our director sends out an email. Hey, we're working on the schedule and I need to know what days you went off. I take my kid's school calendar and I look at what days they have off and I just automatically put all those days in for requests. I don't even really honestly look at my PTO bank. I just put those days in there, um, almost like placeholders. You know, it helps me to remember when they're going to be off. (laughs) And it also um, just gives me something to look forward to. Now, if you don't have kids, fine. Figure out the formula of time off at your job. You know, do you accrue one workday of time off every pay period? You know, if so, Maybe, you know, you work five pay periods straight and then you have a week off or you work five pay periods straight and then start using those days one at a time. Um, Plugging in days on your calendar with no plans that you are taking time off of work will prevent you from needing personal days. Let me say that again. Plugging in days off on your work calendar with no plans. So I'm not talking about the family reunion. I'm not talking about your homegirl's wedding. I'm talking about it's Friday. I think a three-day weekend would be nice around this time. Let me request this day off. Great way to prevent burnout, um, especially if you, you know, have a job where you do things like take call. I'm on call every six weeks and that is a very difficult stretch for me because I end up working two weeks in a row pretty much. So I will plug in a day on my call week, you know, just to break up that long work stretch. When you look at your calendar and you see long stretches of things that are not, um, restful and restorative, then you got to start breaking that stuff up by plugging in days off. And what will end up happening is those days will sneak up on you and you'll be getting ready for your week and you'll be like, okay, what's my work week like this week? And you're like, oh, I'm off Wednesday, huh? Boom. There you go automatic rest day. Another thing I do to prevent burnout is try not to overextend myself. Um, And this is very hard. You might have to have an accountability person, your partner, a child, a close friend, um, make a list of all of the commitments that you have and plug them in. You know, if you have this on Tuesday nights, this on Friday nights, this on Wednesday nights, this every Sunday, before you know it, you have something every day of the week that you're committed to. And when you're committed to something, that means people are counting on you. So last minute canceling can be frowned upon for sure. The way around this is to not overextend yourself in the first place. And once you've identified that you are overextended, find the organizer, the person in charge, whomever, and have a conversation with them and let them know, you know what? I got something every single night of the week. My kid has basketball practice Tuesday and Wednesday. I got Bible study on Thursday, you know, um, 
their games are on the weekend, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just running around like crazy. Start pulling some of that stuff off, especially the things that are only work. Sometimes we commit to things that really don't give us anything back. Um, And some of that stuff kind of has to go, you know, or at least be put on hold. During basketball season in my house, I'm not signing up for anything because my weekends end up being spent on bleachers, you know, watching my kid play and my husband coach and riding in the car to these destination games, you know. So you have to be mindful of what your life demands of you and realistic about whether or not you can meet those demands. All right. Well, that wraps up season two, episode one. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if it's just because it's a new year, but I am feeling good and I am hoping to take this feeling all the way through the year. Some really fun things are planned. You're going to have to subscribe so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest. My guests uh, for, is it next week or the week after? Anyway, got some really great guests coming up. They're really going to be helping with these ideas of reclamation, with this pursuit of reclaiming things that may have been lost along the way. So if you identify with that, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on anything. All right, listen, until next time, eat fresh and dance. Bye. listening to the purple stethoscope i'm your host devin nixon family nurse practitioner you can find me on social media at d the np that's on twitter facebook instagram and now patreon if you liked what you heard go ahead and share this episode and then head over to patreon to see how you can further support this work Good.